It's Legal Night on Radio Night Live, sponsored by Plaza College. If you're looking for a lucrative career in court reporting and captioning, check out Plaza College. Go to plazacollege.edu. This hour of programming is pre-recorded. It's Kevin McCullough on AM 970, The Answer. From the birthplace of radio's greatest era, now from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, friends, welcome. It's uh, Thursday legal night uh, at Radio Night Live, which means the very highly esteemed uh, Imran Ansari is uh, back in studio with us. And uh, Imran, I, I, I always look forward to our chats on Thursday because I learn stuff. You're like one of the people I learn stuff from when I do radio with them. So thanks for hanging out with me on Thursdays. Absolutely, Kevin. But it's a symbiotic relationship here because uh, chatting with you, I'm also uh, benefiting from a stream of knowledge coming through the airwaves as we banter. So Yeah, you know. well, I, if okay, I you can rub that with two nickels and you might come up with 10 cents, but I appreciate it. Uh, it's a very kind sentiment. Um, hey, I got to ask you about this because I've yeah. heard everybody talking about it, especially on AM 970. Every host has an opinion. They go really deep on it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But, and it's not even so much what what Tucker Carlson did, we can talk about that for sure. Um, but it, the response that came from New York Senator Chuck Schumer's perspective uh, the last couple of days has been a little mind bending to me. But for those of you that aren't aware of what I'm talking about, uh, when Kevin McCarthy got sworn in as speaker uh, about a week later, he gave 41,000 hours of previously unseen footage of the January 6th um, activities in the Capitol. And uh, these were basically every security camera that they had in the building uh, and a few more. And he turned them over to Tucker Carlson. Now, the media has the right to ask for them. Evidently, nobody had, uh, et cetera. But uh, Kevin McCarthy turned them over. Now, the Tucker Carlson crew has for the last number of weeks been combing through those things uh, nonstop. Can you imagine Imran having to sit and watch 41,000 hours of security footage? I mean, I can't think of a duller thing to do. But they put together a report, some things that had not been previously known, got made known, etc. Um, as far as I can tell, Tucker Carlson did not try to minimize the illegal activities that were captured on those tapes. And in fact, he said in, in the commentary I heard very plainly, you know, these things happen and those people should go to jail and so forth and so on. But to see the leader of the United States Senate in a country that is governed by the First Amendment stand up from his position as the leader in the Senate, most powerful position in the Senate, and say to Rupert Murdoch, who's a private citizen, runs a private company, and basically commands him to take Tucker Carlson off the air and to not allow this footage to be seen or these stories to be told. Imran, it was freakish to me. I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. What happened to journalism finding facts and letting people decide for themselves? When in the world did we say, let's not let the people see? And by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, but that video footage belongs to we the people, does it not? I mean, this is all the people's business, isn't it? Yeah, Kevin, listen, um, I am fully for the First Amendment. As you know, uh, I am uh, I, in, in terms of my legal practice. I deal with defamation cases. I defended Alan Dershowitz and also, quote unquote, prosecuted uh, Alan Dershowitz's own defamation claims. 
and defamation claims made against him. Uh, so I'm a big proponent for the First Amendment. But Kevin, we may have somewhat of a, a, a differing view here uh, in terms of my opinion um, about the broadcast. While I do think that the footage uh, from January 6th should be viewed by the public, um, I also think that putting a spin on it in a certain way um, that may be detracting from what, uh, you know, what happened that day um, is potentially a problem. You know, we could just, you know, agree to disagree here. But, you know, that's my opinion. And I think that uh, it's indicative of the bipartisan sort of voicing out against the packaging uh, of that that hour so to say but well let me so let me ask you about that because i think i've uh, that's a great distinction if if that distinction holds but i want to ask some follow-up questions counsel to uh, to kind of find where that distinction is at so like one of the things that tucker took note of um and he's done i think i think he's done two shows on the on the footage so far and he may be working on more i'm not sure but one of the things that he he brought forward in the first night was the footage that showed Officer Brian Sicknick um, helping people through the halls of Congress after he supposedly had been murdered in the parking lot with a fire extinguisher being thrown into his head. Now, we've known for a while that he didn't die that day and that, in fact, he died the day following. Uh, and some of it may have been stress-related. Some of it may have been health causes. The, I think the official cause of death was natural causes. But the but th- what he did not die from was a fire extinguisher being bashed into his head, as the January 6th committee had asserted and as uh, the media had largely asserted. And all Tucker Carlson did was he said, look, this is here's the time stamp. Here's the date. This is Officer Sicknick, and he appears to be you know, up, moving, he was directing traffic. He, and by the way, he had a helmet on, so I don't know, you know, if he had been hit in the head with a fire extinguisher, surely that would have been, you know, knocked off or something, but I, I don't know. But I, is it not good for the country if, if the January 6th committee advanced knowingly untruthful facts, is it not good that Tucker Carlson at least contrasts those claims by the January 6th committee with what the footage itself says. Well, Kevin, no, I, I'm fully for the public being able to view the footage from that camera. Uh, I'm, but I, this is my my opinion here, Kevin, that you know, downplaying what happened that day or calling it a protest is just absurd, in my opinion. Well, the I'm not calling it a protest. And again, get no the, one's get saying the hell that people out. get out, get the hell out of my capital. That's what I say. You know, that's that's my opinion. I feel strongly about it. I think that it was a, a, a shameful act. I think that breaking one window in the U.S. Capitol. Absolutely. Treason, I think it's treason. And that's my opinion. You well, I think the that... capital window, one capital window. You go down, my man. You know, well, you, you, you know what? Go, and that's go, and the go reason go is, is because it's the people's capital. It belongs to us. So every act of vandalism has to be prosecuted. Every it's, person it's that never happened before. It's never happened before. So every person that did something like that has never happened before. Uh, uh, You know, that's one thing that what I saw on January 6th, I don't care what media wants to spin it X, Y and Z. You can't detract. My eyes were there on all that camera footage and I saw windows being broken. I saw the Capitol floor being stormed. I saw Republicans and Democrats who are representing the people of this nation, no matter what their views are fearful for their lives and it was and and like i always say our enemies across the seas in whatever country are sitting back cracking up cracking up there should be no point in our time where a civil war could be uh you know you're looking at that and you're saying is this a country on the brink of civil war you know united we stand divided we fall and i would say that january 6th and what happened on that day in the capital is something shameful so to, to somehow spin it in a way which is, you know, First Amendment, yeah, let the people see the video, but to somehow spin it in a way and, and detract from it and make it seem like it was just a protest. Listen, protests don't go uh, storming the Capitol, uh, literally. That's, okay. That's my opinion. But, and, and I appreciate that, and I, and I sense the passion with which you're making that, that argument, which is good. 
but I'm asking about actual distinctions of fact in the fact finding. And the January 6th committee has told us for, you know, two years that the people that broke into that building killed Brian Sicknick before they went in. And if that didn't happen, do the American does the American people have the right to know that? I am with you, by the way, on every illegal act that was done, every act of vandalism, every broken piece of property, every person that was assaulted, anybody that did anything that broke the law. Absolutely. Throw the book at those people. But I want to know what truly happened and not just what the handpicked committee of the January 6th Select Committee said. It's a pretty colorful conversation so far on Legal Night. Stay here. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Have you heard? Michaels of Brooklyn. They went from 50% to 75%. They are now at 100% capacity. And by reservation, following all the CDC guidelines, they can ensure your safety and the health of their patrons and employees. And now's the time that you can get back to Michaels of Brooklyn and have some of that authentic Italian food. Celebrate Michaels of Brooklyn 100% capacity by joining the Sauce of the Month Club. You'll get a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta, and biscotti each month for about six months. Each month receive exquisite sauces ranging from arrabbiata to puttanesca and of course their fresh marinara they're family owned and operated it's authentic everything is made completely from scratch even the sauce that they sell in the grocery stores nationwide they make it right there at michaels of brooklyn visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com join their sauce of the month club that's michaelsofbrooklyn.com or call 718-988-7851 for reservations at 718-988-7851 michaels of brooklyn serving the community since 19 it's Dr. Lederman about innovative cancer treatment options often hidden elsewhere. Dr. Lederman discusses all options, what every doctor should do. Patients are amazed at Dr. Lederman's first in America radio surgery hidden options. Non-invasive, outpatient, highly successful treatment where we attack the cancer. I'm Dr. Lederman for your loved one with cancer treatment options that may have been hidden from you when most needed. For newer recurrent cancers, most anywhere in the body, even if prior chemo, surgery, or radiation didn't work or isn't wanted, call Dr. Lederman, two and two choices, two and two choices for appointment and free cancer treatment booklet DVD. 1384 Broadway at 38th. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. Learn about hidden cancer treatment options. Hidden no more with Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices, two and two choices. Are you fed up with hair loss or weak, brittle hair? Invite Health would like to introduce you to Hair Enhance HX. This powerful bioactive formula targets the root causes of hair loss, like stress, hormone imbalance, and nutritional deficiencies, packed with clinically studied nutrients shown to increase hair strength and growth. Formulated to target male and female pattern hair loss with amino acids to strengthen hair and promote new hair growth. This comprehensive formula addresses the multiple causes of weak, brittle, and lackluster hair. Take advantage of this limited time offer by one bottle of Hair Enhance HX as suggested retail and get the second bottle free. Contact Invite at 800-673-2345. That's 800-673-2345. Or go to invitehealth.com and use promo code HAIR. Are you ready to get to the root cause and finally see and feel a difference? Call now, 800-673-2345 for Hair Enhance HX. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Dennis Prager sees no opposing views from the left. How you think matters to the left. I have been asked if I believe that the last election was honest. I say I don't know. That is as bad as engaging in treason to the left. You may not think contrary to how they think. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 1, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 970. The answer. America First with Sebastian Gorka. Weekday afternoons at 3 and evenings at 10 on AM 970. The answer. If I should take an ocean, dump myself into the ocean, ain't nobody finished if I do. 
to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. It's um, certainly the biggest story in the country, and everybody on this station has been talking about it nonstop. Imran, I want to ask you from a from a, a prosecutorial stance, because one of the things related to January 6th is there's been some um, differing opinions, I will, I will say, being fair to both sides, uh, as to how quickly the prosecutions of the people that have been held, some of them without being charged, are still being held. Um, and from a prosecutor and a criminal defense side, do these tapes... Do they do they matter? For instance, the shaman guy, you know, the weirdo with the um, the Viking helmet and walking around shirtless in the in the room. And look, I think he's a freak. Like, I don't there's nothing about that that makes me go, oh, yay, let's help him. But he was charged with like illegal entry and stuff. If you're his lawyer and you see Capitol Police like walking down the hallway with him and going, hey, you want to see in this room? And they open the door and they let him in. Like, what? How do you use that as an attorney? And he's already been sentenced. He's got, I think, four years or something. Right. So, I mean, Kevin, I'll, I'll give you the defense perspective of that. Let, let me put myself in the QAnon shaman uh, defense attorney shoes for a second. I mean, you're looking at that and you're saying and you're arguing that he had a reasonable expectation that he had permission uh, to be in those particular areas. If they if they let him in, you're saying. Right. If they let them let him in and if the testimony, then if you're able to get out, this is the key point, if you're able to get out on in sworn testimony from Capitol Police that they let uh, the shaman in uh, without a plausible reason or a, a reason in a policing standpoint. Like, are you trying to contain a situation? Are you trying to, uh, you know, a- avoid some sort of act of violence? Right. Uh, if you're able to get out from the Capitol Police officer that, yeah, I was just, you know, I opened the doors. I didn't know. And it was, it's a violation of Capitol Police procedure. It's a violation of whatever policy. Then arguably you have a, a, a argument as a defense attorney to say, listen, my client was there as part of this uh, incident on January 6th. But the reason why he was in those particular areas uh, is because he was calmly led there and he had an expectation or a reasonable expectation to think that he had the permission and authority to be there because the police were opening doors for him and leaving simply him because they didn't turn him around and send him back where he came from correct or, or place cuffs on him so well yeah and so let me ask a follow-up to that if he had gone up to it and this is fascinating to me by the way so thank you for indulging me if he had gone up to a door and it was unlocked but they didn't let him in that that's not as strong of a defense as if they go up to a door and they unlock it or they let him in like they're the ones doing the unlocking and the opening. In other words, because I think he went into different places. I think he even went into Pelosi's office or something. But like he goes into the Senate, the, the door to the Senate, that was opened by a Capitol Police officer. But if he goes into other areas where they weren't with him and they didn't let him there, he's he's he, he's culpable for illegal entry anywhere he goes where he didn't have explicit permission. Is that that that's basically Correct. what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And a prosecutor would be using that, right? If they were uh, having to try the case or, or re-prosecute this, uh, you know, yeah. just going back in time, let's just say. The argument is, uh, even in light of these videos, uh, would be that, you know, he didn't have the permission and authority to be on those premises regardless. So, ar- arguably, he's already broken the law. And, you know, I think the, the Capitol Police uh, response was that they were trying to sort of mitigate uh, what could be an uncontrollable situation, which arguably was an uncontrollable situation at many points uh, during the course of that day. Yeah, the goofy thing about him, though, is that there's this one scene where he he's with three officers and they walk through a doorway that has like 12 of them around it and nobody even says hi to him. Like he just, like the three that are leading him from one place to another, they just walk through and he just, he's, and I'm kind of like, look, I don't, I don't, I, it's an embarrassment to our, to our nation. What happened that day was awful. Um, and I don't, I don't make any excuses, especially for the bad behavior, but th- these, these tapes don't make the situation there look very good on behalf of those that were supposed to not be letting people where they were not supposed to go, et cetera, et cetera. And 
there was there was and I did document this um, on my other show a few weeks ago. There's an author. Well, well, the chief of the chief of the Capitol Police at the time wrote a book um, since then and said that he did put in the request for an additional 12, 12 to 1500 uh, officers to be there that day. And you just have to look. I mean, when you look at the number of people that came in, you have to wonder if that wouldn't have been a really good request for Nancy Pelosi to just say, yep, let's go ahead and get them. Because I don't think I don't think it would have been as chaotic as it ended up being. Yeah, no, listen, we there definitely was a shortage of law enforcement on premises. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think that was a an overwhelming amount of people. But, Kevin, I also think that um, no one expected at least, you know, I didn't expect to turn on the TV and see that uh, happening. No one expected that breach um, of the Capitol. And yeah, listen, I got a little heated in that first segment there, Kevin, because I'm uh, a person of an opinion that there are certain sacred uh, places in our country, right? You know, at the end of the day, we're in a very polarized time in our nation. And yep. I'm hoping yep. that we pass it one day and we find more, more sort of common ground but as I like to say, and, and you know, my partner here, Arthur, jokes about uh, this phrase, I say that the country breathes, right? It, there's, it, it's like a tide that ebbs and flows. There's conflict between one another. There's you know, differing opinions, but you know, there's times where we all come together. And sometimes it takes a, a tragedy, a national tragedy to make that happen. And, and hopefully that's not the case, right? But I'm sure that we are just in a snapshot uh, in our country's time and that our differences will prevail and common sense will prevail on both sides yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and we find more of a common ground to make sure that, again, um, I, I say I'm America first because I don't want any other country getting the better of us, right? And it, and I, I was saying this before, I think I mentioned this, that on January 6th, I think that you know there were people kicking up their feet on their desks in other countries like China or Russia and cracking up. And I don't want that to happen. I want us to be the most powerful nation uh, in the world and keep the legacy of, of America strong. So that's why I get a little heated because I think capital is sacred ground and you know the, the events of that day should not happen. I, I certainly agree with you. I think that the capital needs to be treated with respect. I also think that the elected leaders need to treat the people with respect. And I think that, um, I think that getting the whole truth out um, is never a bad thing. I think that a little light, a little sunshine uh, is is a great disinfectant for all wrong theories, right? So, uh, if if there were things that the January sixth committee did wrong, let that be seen. And if there were things that uh, Trump supporters did that were wrong, well, that story's been told. But let that be seen, and let let the let the cockroaches scramble and let the light come in. I think that's the uh, the best approach. Anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for indulging me in that story. When we come back, um, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight. Uh, there is a, uh, a border policy that just got struck down uh, that the administration has been holding on to for a little bit. Uh, what was the basis for it getting struck down? We'll, we'll get into that. And, uh, of course, Imran's going to have some Esquire etiquette before we're done tonight. So we've got a lot for you to stick around for. I hope that you'll stay with us. reporting President Biden's budget was presented today and reaction fell along party lines. President Biden says his spending blueprint will help the nation's economic future as opposed to the GOP. My plan is going to reduce the deficit by $3 trillion over 10 years. Based on what we know so far about their plan, it's going to ex explode the deficit by more than $3 trillion over the next 10 years. If I'm wrong, show me. Oklahoma Congresswoman Stephanie Bice says the GOP has a better path than the one President Biden laid out in his budget. Republicans have a strong vision for the country. It's called the commitment to America. It is built on four main principles, an economy that is strong, a nation that is safe, a future that is built on freedom, and a government that is accountable. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 543 points, the Nasdaq dropped 237. This is SRN News. 
Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Cable news. Noisy, out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we. Salem News Channel is here to change the game. Streaming 24-7, free on your TV, with the greatest collection of conservative voices. Home to Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Like you, we say what's wrong and what's right. Unfiltered and unapologetic. Salem News Channel. We're the answer to the mainstream media. Learn more at snc.tv. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Mike Glendell and MyPillow are launching the new MyPillow 2.0 with a special buy one, get one free offer. The MyPillow 2.0 offers a brand new temperature regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. The new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a, a cooler surface temperature. MyPillow knows core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature throughout the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. Machine washable and dryable with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee and made in the USA. Just go to the radio listeners page at MyPillow.com use the promo code AM970 or call 800-651-0798 800-651-0798 Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on the new MyPillow Pillow 2.0, 800-651-0798. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan. You do not have to pay it back. This program is complicated. But nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at COVIDTaxRelief.org. You pay nothing up front, they will do all the work and share a percentage of the cash that they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had increases in sales. You did the tough thing for your employees during covid let COVIDTaxRelief.org help you get up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDTaxRelief.org. That's COVIDTaxRelief.org. COVIDTaxRelief.org. The Joe Piscopo Show. Mornings 6 to 10 on AM 970. The answer. And now, back to Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. All right. Uh, welcome back. Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, Imran Ansari, my uh, partner in crime. No pun intended. And no truth to that, by the way. We don't commit crimes. We, we, <laughs> we're, we walk the straight and narrow on legal night. Um, but Imran, always good to have you. And uh, thanks for making the uh, beginning of the show so much fun. Um, <laughs> so the, um, the administration has had a border policy struck down by a U.S. judge uh, this will impact, of course, um, how we conduct the border business. So what did the judge strike down and what's the outcome of it? Yeah, so the, the quote-unquote catch-and-release border policy that Biden had in, in effect has been struck down. I think this was a, a good decision coming out of the court. Uh, essentially, the, the policy that the Biden administration uh, had in effect was that uh, the if a... Uh, individual was detained at the border illegally uh they would be able to avail themselves if uh permitted to an alternative to detention right so typically before this policy kevin you know someone comes across the border illegally they're they're caught by border patrol they're detained and they are kept in a detention facility as whatever the case they have is adjudicated uh and they are processed for removal AKA deportation back to the country they came from. Um, and what the this policy, this sort of catch and release policy had was under the premise or guise 
of uh, the detention facilities being overwhelmed, uh, these individuals were able to be released into the public. Uh, they would have some monitoring uh, system in place, such as ankle, ankle bracelets and monitoring like that. Uh, but essentially, they would not be detained. They would be released. This has been now found to be running afoul of the immigration law. Um, and Kevin, I think it's a sound decision. And I think it makes just common sense here uh, when we have individuals coming across the border who are not fully vetted. They haven't gone through the legal uh, process of being uh, admitted into the country on a visa or anything like that. We have no idea who these people are. So even if you're going to strap on an ankle monitor on one of these people, who's to say they're not going to find a way to, to get it off and then make a quick scramble away before authorities can really catch up with them? So detention was always the uh, process upon which an illegal um, immigrant uh, would be able to sort of be taken away, detained, and then that, that would be the case. Uh, and, you know, some people may be claiming asylum, they would do an asylum claim, but they still would be kept in detention uh, while those certain claims are being processed. But, you know, with this catch and release policy now being uh, deemed unlawful, uh, I think we're going to see, hopefully, we're going back to some of the tried and true methods, which is keeping someone who came in the country without being vetted, without knowing who they are, um, you know, uh, in a detention facility while their case is processed. For, for, for no other purpose than just keeping track of where they are because, because we don't know who they are. And, you know, exactly, you know, exactly. 9-11 you know, took, took 19 people. Um, you know, we've, we've lost a million three uh, in the last two years in the, on the gotaway list. That's not the people that have been caught and released, give, just given their, uh, appear, you know, a date to appear ticket. Yeah. Which th- th- so th- so you're in essence saying the date to appear tickets are going away, they're they're going to stay where they are until time to have their hearing, right? Based on this uh, ruling from the federal court, uh, the catch and release policy is now unlawful. It, now it, is the it, administration now, planning on appealing it? I haven't seen uh, anything yet filed, but I would imagine that the DOJ is going to be filing a notice of appeal in order to appeal that decision. But no, listen, Kevin, it, to me, it's just sound law. We, we're a law and order society. That's what really uh, bothers me about, you know, doing away with all uh, immigration laws and sort of making it a free for all or loosening it to a point where our immigration laws don't really mean anything. Um, my parents immigrated here. They did it lawfully. They went through the process. They, they followed the rules. Um, they yeah. paid the price. Yeah. And, and they knew that, you know, America provided opportunities that are second to none. Uh, and you come here, you, you can really make the American dream uh, a reality. But you have to go through the legal process. I'm fully uh, in support of that. And I think that this ruling coming down from uh, District Judge uh, Weatherell in Florida was really uh, sound. And I'm hoping that it's upheld, you know, on appeal because we can expect an appeal. Does the, but it just does makes the... sense. Does the reach of this particular judge impact more than just the district he's in? Is he a is he a circuit or a or a an appellate level? I mean, where where does how far does this judgment reach? Right, he's a district judge, Kevin. But right now, with this ruling, until it's actually um, up, you know, overturned, it's it's essentially taking this policy it's the law. and deeming it unlawful. Okay, so that's done. They'd they'd have to appeal it and get a different ruling, or they'd have to introduce the law in a different way to have it uh, come back. That's right. going to be interesting. And for people that are really concerned about the border, I think that's uh, an encouraging sign tonight. Um, and we haven't had many of those in the last couple of years. All right. We've got other big uh, stories and cases to talk about. Don't go anywhere. It's Legal Night on Radio Night Live. This is Dottie Herman, host of Ion Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. Listen, I just discovered a new line of skincare products that I have to tell you about. I have tried many products that have been on the market for many years, so that's why I'm so excited about Hemp Leaf. The Vanilla Passion Skin Cream is soft, and the scent is so calming. The feel of my skin, well, it's just amazing. It's not at all greasy, and I can feel my skin perking up. 
The black soap was the most amazing surprise. It's smooth and creamy and makes my skin feel soft and hydrated. I am really looking forward to trying the rest of the product line and sharing my thoughts with you. Visit us at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.hemplief.com. Enter the word Dottie at checkout and receive 10% off. You're going to love it. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show, you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very Thank fortunate to have a great American story, Thank Joe Piscopo. Uh, Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970, The Answer. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins. Suffering an injury in an accident can be a life-changing experience. Whether you've been involved in a car accident, a construction site accident, a slip and fall, or injured because of someone else's negligence, we can help. Our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you are owed. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. If you have been injured because of someone else's negligence, you have legal rights and may be entitled to significant money to compensate you for your pain and suffering. Hiring the right attorney is important. The combined experience of the lawyers at Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins will be able to lead you through the personal injury lawsuit process and aggressively fight for the best result. If you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call 212-486-0011, 212-486-0011, or visit us at idalalaw.com. Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, fighting for justice, fighting for you. Secular Live, weekdays at 4 p.m. on AM 970. The answer. You can't sleep. You can't eat. There's no doubt you're in deep. Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. Another well, we may as well just call it Chuck Schumer Night. <laughs> because, uh, you know, he's he's asking Rupert Murdoch, please take Tucker Carlson off the air and don't let him go back to his job. OK. And that aside, go, going back to that just for one second, because I didn't ask you that specifically. Does does the Senate leader have any business asking the head of a private company to make a, an, an action like that? I mean, your feelings about what happened on that day aside, um, if somebody if somebody if Chuck Schumer got up and said, you know, uh, Jerry Crowley, I want you to take Imran and Kevin off the air tonight because they don't they say stuff that causes me emotional harm. Like, is that is that what we've gone down to now? Is that where we should be? I don't think we should be there, Kevin. So, yeah. you know, all my all my railing against uh, what happened on January 6th, I'll, I'll agree right there. Chuck Schumer, really, you know, if he's going to make the comments, limit it to that. But then calling for exactly what you said, a private uh entity a, a journalistic private entity to somehow censure their own internally i think would just um you know just leave that alone yeah i mean and you know what the market will speak to that if if tucker carlson's doing a bad job people stop watching uh and who knows maybe schumer added to his ratings by by you know that sometimes you, you don't want to put poor gas on the on the flame right it, sometimes it'll flame out on its own you pour gas on it, then it gets uh, yeah. a lot hotter. Um, and, and well, anyway, sure, you know, a lot of a lot of Tucker Carlson's viewers are not Chuck Schumer fans, so I'm sure that just 
Uh, oh, well, now I got to watch. Like, now I got to see what he's going to say. Uh, all right. So the other big story from Schumer this week is that he told reporters on Tuesday that he's going to vote with Republicans on overturning a D.C. crime bill that has uh, some some things in it that Democrats don't like. So what is he doing? What's the bill entail? What What's the controversy here? Yeah, and so, Kevin, this is a perfect example where I'm saying hopefully, you know, common sense one day just prevails and we start realizing when, uh, you know, just where we could come together just to quash something that just doesn't make sense uh, in terms of the law. And here we have, you know, the, both uh, Democrats and the GOP coming together with an 81-14 vote to block D.C. City Council's overhaul of their criminal code, which really would ease the criminal penalties that uh, the that for those committing crimes in D.C. And it just didn't make sense because Washington, D.C., uh, which has historically had high crime rates, is undergoing right now one of the worst rise in crimes that they've seen. So to do the opposite, rather than go more law enforcement, but to take those laws, the criminal law, the penal code there in D.C., and start uh, loosening things up, making it less, you know, harsh. That's the last thing you want to do when you're seeing a spike in crime. It's just the opposite. You want to get criminals off the street and you want to have the ammo in your in your power to prosecute them. And what's the ammo, Kevin? That's strong laws. And to, to you know, the D.C. Well, 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 hold on. Strong laws with D.A.s that will enforce them. Like if you don't get prosecution, then the strong laws don't mean Jack Diddley. Right, right. And also, and also, uh, let's just say the ability to put someone uh, behind bars when deserved, uh, you know, in light of some sort of bail reform law or something like that. Yeah. But here, here we have both sides of the House really coming together, uh, the Senate there, to, to block this bill, which just didn't make sense. Um, I think everyone wants a safe city. And maybe now they're thinking... Um, about themselves personally. They're down there in D.C. They want to be safe themselves, <laughs> right, whether you're, you're a Republican or you're a Democrat, and it just makes sense to keep the city safe. Um, and I'm hoping that logic sort of pervades, you know, in, in all jurisdictions, you know, on the, the Democrat side of the House. Well, it's kind of interesting because in D.C., they're not a state. So the city council does what it does. But then if you if you want to do anything differently than that, you can't appeal to a state. So it literally does go to Congress. It becomes an act of Congress to keep Washington, D.C. safe. And that's when the House of Representatives stepped in with this measure. Um the president had said that he would sign the House measure rather than veto it. So it wasn't like Chuck Schumer was like going out on a limb. Even Biden said, you know, we're but like you said, they're living in it. So they want it safe. They don't want muggers being able to just come up to them and, you know, strip them of everything they have and then be back out on the street in two weeks. Like, they're right. like yeah, that's probably not a good idea. No, absolutely. And that's why, um, you know, here in New York uh, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of people uh, who criticized Mayor Adams, but, you know, I'm always um, for Mayor Adams and his, uh, his what he's looking to do in terms of strengthening law enforcement in the city. He's a Democrat, right? He, he You know, he's not shy about saying that he is pro-law enforcement. And I think that's just common sense, right? He's a former police officer himself, but he's here in the city um, seeing it with his own eyes, and it doesn't matter... You know, you can't let sort of ideology cloud your common sense. And I think that sometimes happens way too much, you know. And well, I've always wondered about crime. I've always wondered, like, so you got these city council members and the 14 Democrats in the Congress that voted in favor of this. And you, you ask yourself the question, do your kids not uh, get killed in, in gang violence and criminal activity, too? Do you not bleed when somebody's robbed and shot? Like, what what makes you impervious to the dangers that make you make you so confident to go, just go softer and softer and softer on crime like endlessly. And it seems like there is a component. It's not the majority of the Democratic Party, but there is this one component that just has this crime thing in their head. And it's like we can't have police. We can't have laws. Nobody should be punished for anything that they do. And if they if they are punished, you have to understand it wasn't their fault because somebody did something, you know, four generations back that impacted them now and they're not making their own choices. I mean, it is a convoluted argument. Anytime I hear 
a politician saying, well, we need to be, you know, kinder to criminals. It's been my experience. Those people who will be kind to criminals will also be evil to good people. And it's like, I, I don't really want that to be the balance in American society. No, I fully agree. And, you know, looking and sort of uh, at the up, uh, you know, looking at the justice system and, you know, perhaps some injustices that have occurred decades and decades ago uh, is one thing. And living, learning and looking at that and seeing how to fix things, uh, you know, over time um, is, is valid. But don't lose common sense. Right. You know, you're not going to change just because they're looking to. Um, right any perhaps wrongs from decades ago um, doesn't mean that you give up on just law enforcement. Yeah. You know, you know it just doesn't you make need, sense. You need a safe neighborhood to go home to at night is the bottom line. And that's, I'm glad that there's at least some common sense in some circles that are coming together, at least on that tonight. That's that's an encouraging sign. Speaking of encouraging signs, when we get back, uh, Imran Ansari has his Esquire etiquette for your week. Something you need to take note of so that you stay safe. Coming right back. Well, we have been talking so much about Plaza College and their court reporting program, and the response has been overwhelming. So Plaza College now wants us to tell you a little bit more. They have been around since 1916, and not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The Accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like their School of Business and Paralegal Studies or School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Okay, Mr. and Mrs. Local Business Owner, do you get calls from multiple digital marketing firms trying to sell you the quick fix to your marketing challenges? Maybe you've bought the latest tactic that some hotshot sold you and you're wondering where your results are. The problem is you know you need to market your business, but trusting a partner, well, that's been a challenge. Our solution for many local business owners is through our digital marketing solutions, Salem Surround. Salem Surround is unique because we're based on the same guiding principles that Salem Media is. We actually care about our clients and we're accountable to our results. The same care that we deliver our radio content to you is the same we do with all our digital marketing services. So reach out to us at SalemSurround.com today and we'll consult with you about your individual needs and create a customized plan to actually do what you need your investment to do. That's SalemSurround.com, a full-service digital marketing solution for your business. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Brandon Tatum is next on AM970, The Answer. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. Real quickly, before we do Esquire Etiquette, just a reminder, this coming Saturday night, 9 o'clock on the Salem News Channel, it is That Kevin Show. 
And uh, Imran, you may be interested in tuning in this weekend uh, because your buddy Arthur Idala, New York's number one uh, criminal trial attorney, uh, is going to be on with us. Uh, he's going to be telling he's going to be talking about his life kind of outside the courtroom, like stuff that people don't really know about Arthur. That's, it's going to be kind of fun. Uh, and then we've got Brad Hill and uh, Kristen Getty, Sky Peterson, Carol Markowitz and Bethany Mandel, who have a great new book out called Stolen Youth. They'll all be on the show nine o'clock Saturday night, Salem News Channel. Check it out. All right, Mr. Ansari, what is the Esquire etiquette for tonight? OK, Kevin, so the Esquire etiquette tonight deals with something that uh, many of us uh, encounter in our lifetime, and that's purchasing a piece of real estate. Uh, and for most of us, it's a home. So when you are go going through the process of purchasing a home, you're going to have to be dealing with attorneys, both the seller's attorney and then your own attorney. It's important to make sure that you're fully aware of what you're signing and the sort of piece of property that you're, you're taking on. Uh, and it's important to have a good attorney to advise you in those matters. There's some people who think that a real estate attorney really doesn't perform a, a, uh, a complicated function and they're just part of the process that they're, they're told they need in order to purchase a piece of property. But that's not necessarily the case. There's all sorts of issues that may arise during the course of uh, uh, purchasing a property and it's important that you inform uh, your attorney um, as to all of your own specific needs and wants, uh, and also make sure that they are apprised as to all aspects of the property. Um, and it's so important that your attorney uh, keeps you informed during all the piece, all the stages uh, of that real estate transaction. So you're aware of the time frame of things and make sure that you're getting the home or piece of property that you want and your bargain. And that you're not paying for a dime of stuff that's taking you by surprise. Like I, your, your um, assessments and your attorneys have done such a good job for me in my property purchases over the years and have really uh, protected me in times when I was uh, otherwise very vulnerable. Anyway, Imran Ansari, great night tonight. Thank you for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Now, I want you to go watch all 41,000 hours. <laughs> Without commentary, you just you just watch it start let's see to finish. If I'll be so bombastic when I. Uh, <laughs> oh man, come on! Let's let's hope for a better America very soon. Um, but yeah, that's the desire. All right, tomorrow night it is um, fun Friday night at Radio Night Live. Christine Nicholas will be here. It is our pre-Oscar Friday night uh, broadcast, which means we'll talk about some of the nominations and we will uh, dig into one Oscar winner in ways you never expected. Uh, so that's tomorrow night. We should have a great time. I hope you'll join Christine Nicholas and myself uh, for the Fun Friday edition of Radio Night Live. Have a great one. We'll see you then. It's Legal Night on Radio Night Live, sponsored by Plaza College. If you're looking for a lucrative career in court reporting and captioning, check out Plaza College. Go to plazacollege.edu. The preceding program was pre-recorded.